0: The NFL kicks off this week, and get ready for a season with 32 NFL team previews from the Sports Gambling Podcast. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NFL previews today. And the, NF- and the free roll football contest is back and better than ever. $5,000 is up for grab in our NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. And I'm your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me tonight is Emerson Beery. Happy Sunday, sir. How are we doing?
1: I am fabulous, sir. Just gotten a day off today, finally. So ready to talk some fantasy football, though, for the start of the regular season. Super excited.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We got a lot of good stuff cooking uh, tonight. We've got uh, ADP battles. We're going to be talking keepers, trades, and even jumping into some uh, early week one start sit conversations. So, very excited. And be sure to check us out at sportsgambling.com or, excuse me, sportsgamblingpodcast.com and smash the fantasy tab. We've got all the projections, all the cheat sheets, all the draft guides that you need to win your draft and get ahead on the competition to start the fantasy year. So, we're very excited to get things shared out. Uh, we're going to dive right into the conversation here because we've got a lot of topics. Uh, first up here, Emerson, we're looking at the sheet. We've got uh, ADP battles. That's where we're going to start. We've got first up Tom Brady or Russell Wilson. If you're looking at like a super flex format, these guys are probably going neck and neck with each other and say like the their third or fourth round. Uh, which direction are you going here, sir?
1: You know, this is a tough one. I wrestled, I've i gone back and forth a little bit this offseason. Tom Brady's mm-hmm. offensive line issues give me a little bit of hesitance. Chris Godwin not, not necessarily being there to start this regular season. Rob mm-hmm. Gronkowski not being there. But, man, I just think the pass attempts are going to get him there over Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson hasn't been a volume passer his whole career, you know, for the most part. um, He's kind of been in the middle of the pack as far as passing attempts go. I know Mm -hmm. this could be a career high uh, in pass attempts for him. I still expect them to run the ball a lot, though. And I think Tampa Bay is just still going to sling it around. And I love the wide receivers still. They're still a lot better than uh, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, in my opinion. So I'm going to lean with the GOAT here, although I I think I have them back-to-back in my rankings.
0: Do you? Okay. So I have Brady about five spots ahead. I have Russ at 12 and Brady at seven. And that's really all all the points you laid out, like the, the passing volume and just overall production. I feel like for Brady, there's a far safer floor because yeah, he is going to have to pass a lot. And when you also just look at the wide receiver depth that he has, you know, even with Godwin maybe missing a little bit time early, it sounds like he's, he's going to be pretty close to ready for, for week one, if not playing in week one. Um, But even if he isn't, you still have a very deep group there. Mike Evans, Godwin, Russell Gage, they brought in, in the off season, someone that Tom Brady really wanted. Uh, you bring in Julio Jones that I'm guessing was probably on Tom Brady's short list for like, Hey, we need to still continue to make moves. You know, this is who I am. This is where we're at right now. We're going after a ship again. We need to be all in here. Uh, and I feel like, you know, Tom's constantly reminding management of that. Like, Hey, no Will Fuller. All right. What about Julio? You know, come on, help me out here. Do you want rings or do you not want rings? It's like LeBron James. It's like
1: LeBron James of the NBA now. Every every veteran free agent is heading to Tampa Bay.
0: <laughs> exactly. Hey, you gotta you gotta feed your star, Hall of Famer, right? Uh, so we both agree, agree there. Brady, um, if it was single uh, quarterback, would anything change for you? Like, would you uh, you know just kind of sit and wait, or would you target I- either of these guys?
1: Um, it, it's it, they're. I think they're both great quarterbacks. Sorry, they're right after that top tier. They're at an affordable price range. You know, going a few rounds past Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. both guys could easily end up in the top five. In my, like, like I said, I think we're really kind of going between. Like I said, I think I might have them back to back in my ranking. So they're very close. I could see an argument for Russell Wilson, but just mm-hmm. based on pass attempts and those wide receivers, I'm going to go with Tom Brady.
0: Fair enough. All right, next up we've got a deeper quarterback situation in your draft. Carson Wentz or Jared Goff, which direction are you going, Emerson? This one isn't
1: close to me at all. I I've been on the Detroit Lions bandwagon this all off season. I've mm-hmm. uh, I I think they're going to take a big step. I, maybe it's the hard knocks fever kind of hitting me a little bit, but I I, been, I enjoy it's been a the fun show. Season of hard, it's it's, it's, it's fun. fun yeah, their their coach is hilarious. I love him, but um he uh but yeah, I, I think the offense is going to be a lot better. I love the I I like the offense a, a lot better than the Washington uh, offense, and uh, so. I think I have Goff around quarterback nineteen or twenty, I believe in my rankings. So I'm a little, I'm I'm a little bit higher than consensus there. I have Mm. Wentz outside of quarterback two range and quarterback three. So as a quarterback three, so I'm going to go with Goff here. I have him significantly higher.
0: I have Goff at sixteen and Wentz at twenty, and I think those are both higher. Yeah, both higher than the public. Um, I love that. I really like. I really like golf a lot as well. I think that the offense has been built up around him very well. Uh, when you take into consideration the offensive line, DeAndre Swift, what he's going to contribute to the offense, and I feel like they're going to be able to build a run, ba- a run first system. Excuse me, that's going to be able to protect the passing game, and he has, you know, the deepest uh, amount of passing targets he's had in his his career probably. You know, even with Uh, When he was at the Rams, yeah, he had Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, but they didn't really have any great tight ends. Now they're pretty deep at receiver. You've got Shark. You've got Amon Ra. They still like the guys that they have behind them, and like Quintez Cephas and Khalif Raymond, and they have Hawkinson as well. So it feels like the situation is getting better in Detroit. And I, you know, still don't love their defense, and especially if you've been watching Hard Knocks, you know that that secondary is getting beat up a whole bunch Um, with Jeff Okuda leading that group. I'm not really that confident. So I expect you know positive game script and, like I said, a run first type of system that's going to hopefully shield. Goff from the inconsistencies that we've seen in the past, the turnovers, you know, the, the early loss of downs and things like that. I I think they're going to be competitive, so I, I'm in on them. Um, and again, pretty close in the, to the Brady versus Russ, like about a tier ahead, you know. So I definitely golf for me as well.
1: Are, are you not on the Rodrigo defensive MVP
0: bandwagon? I I have added him to an IDP dynasty <laughs> team. He there we go, I, I love have, it. Yeah, I hey, I'm I'm all in, um, and especially if you're playing in Dynasty and you're looking, you know, to kind of get that diamond in the rough type of stock, you know, he's definitely it. Like to start, you know, the the, the preseason, he was definitely a penny stock value, and you know, I, I'm not someone that likes to overinvest in uh, defense, even when I'm playing in IDP. I like to get like the really cheap pieces, so you know, I have a fair amount of guys ahead of him that I can just kind of stash him on my bench, and I think today I had someone move from like. You know, someone that I didn't even realize was on the IR was like Calvin Austin on my taxi squad. So I bumped him from the taxi to the IR. There I bumped you go. Rodrigo down to the taxi and I was able to go out and get somebody else. So, you know, you always gotta keep an eye on um on the taxi squad there. But yeah, I'm I'm all over Rodrigo. I'm 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 all in. i like I said, I've been enjoying the hard knocks this season. Uh, not trying to overreact to any of the uh the amon ra love. I know Jared Goff finally got some screen time in this last episode. I know he was hurting for it. He was just like so you guys just don't care about me, you know? I'm a quarterback. Yeah, you know? I'm not even going to be like in the show. Like,
1: he's, yeah, you know? he's the only one. He's the only quarterback that would just be like way in the background.
0: <laughs> but Aiden Hutchinson, the prince of Michigan, you know, he's getting all the screen time you can imagine. <laughs> That's he can, he can
1: serenade you though, as we can see with his voice.
0: I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't really enjoy that till like everybody else started. You know, jumping into it <laughs> when he was just doing it, I was like, oh man, cat cat music he's like mate cats meeting or something it was it was a bit much I just thought the uh the Hutchinson family situation was very like Kardashian-esque like why do we why do we care about the Hutchinson family so much on this show like I'm just (laughs) hoping it's it's New
1: York Jets next next year New York Jets Zach Wilson I want him on the show I hope he's still the quarterback
0: oh that would be great that would be great Moving over to the Jets. Maybe the Jets would be a good midseason one, too. We got the Cardinals coming up for midseason. But let's get back to the ADP battles. We're looking at running backs here. Uh, J.K. Dobbins or Elijah Mitchell, probably somewhere around the sixth round. Which way are you going here, Emerson?
1: This is another tough one for me. I'm I'm trying not to fall for the the like just the negative headlines. I think most people would have J.K. Dobbins ahead. I think I I do too. I have J.K. Dobbins just slightly ahead. I don't want people mm-hmm. to forget about Elijah Mitchell though. I think if he comes back healthy and he and he can stay healthy, which has not had been seen so far, I think he could be really good. It, you know the offense should be fantastic. J.K. Dobbins is still you know he has Lamar. He doesn't catch a lot of passes at least well he showed that in his uh, 2020 campaign, and Lamar Jackson is still going to have a lot of rushing attempts. Kind of caps his ceiling a little bit in my opinion, although like like I said, I think he is the safer option.
0: I'm going with Mitchell here. Uh it's it's light years ahead for me. Well, not light years. I know right you ahead. do. You have him so high. You you have him so high in the ring. So record. high. I mean, I just don't, and I don't understand why. I mean, both of these guys are held out of the preseason. Dobbins for more of a reason than Mitchell. Mitchell was, you know, nursing his hamstring, but it sounds like he's 100%. And I like guys that are sitting out of the preseason. Like, guys that don't play at all in the preseason, they're it for me. But J.K. Dobbins' situation does not look good. Like, when the Ravens, you know, beckon the call to Kenyon Drake, of all people, you know, like, doesn't build up a ton of confidence for me. And they already went out and got Mike Davis. Even when Dobbins comes back, I just feel like the Ravens rushing offense is so good that they don't need to rush him back. And even when he is fully available, his usage will be conservative to start. Elijah Mitchell was on pace last year for over 300 touches. He finished his RB 27 with 11 games played, finished with hundred all-purpose yards average per game, 1100 all-purpose yards in 11 games played finished as the eighth-highest rusher with 11 games played. Like, if we're m- drafting everybody at full health and expecting them to play the majority of the season, I don't see why Elijah Mitchell isn't drafted as a, as a running back one. It's it's a mystery to me. His ADP, I want to say, uh, is like 24 to 25, right? Again, he yeah, finished as RB – yeah, it, he finished his RB 27. So you're telling me that I should, I sh- I should prioritize him – as the same as he finished last year, if he's going to play 15 to 17 games, I, that doesn't make sense to me. That's a misevaluation, And I just feel like people, I mean, I, I feel like in general, we have more healthy running backs at this point of the preseason than we have in years past. But at the same time, I feel like he's a great value. I know he's much lower in people's ADPs. I've seen Dobbins really high. And I, I just don't understand it because Dobbins isn't going to be rushed to a superior workload. Mitchell's a guy that you can get at a very good ADP and can be, you know, it could be your lead running back, let alone your second running back. So yeah, I have, I have a ton of trust in him. And I think we also have to like, you know, the positives that Jermichael Hastie has been cut. Trey Sermon's been cut. You know, I know everyone's running to, is it, was his first name, Jordan, Jordan Mason and Jordan.
1: I, I I did. I honestly, like, I forgot who he was. I I had everyone's running to him and it's it's like, guys,
0: do you remember they have Jeff Wilson? Tyrion Davis Price, like they like those guys too. And I just feel like there's a conflicting narrative. Like everyone says, oh, Shanahan offense, I got to use all the running backs. It's almost like New England. And it's like, all right, well, that's true. But they also had a guy on pace last year for over 300 touches as a running back that doesn't really agree with the narrative. So yeah, I am light years and above uh, Mitchell for, for Dobbins here. I put Mitchell in a top tier. So you, I know I
1: look at those rankings. I looked at those rankings the other day and I just like, Oh my gosh. I was just like, I was like you, you, and uh, you and who else? Somebody else has them really high too. I forgot. Maybe it's Adam. I think it's Adam who has him really high. I, uh, but man, I, I couldn't believe it. It made me reevaluate a little bit. I, you totally could be right. I'm just making him prove it. I think one more year because of his low draft capital. I think that's it. I just can It could be totally be like an Aaron Jones sixth round pick that we totally just you know we totally regret uh, you know not coming aboard sooner. But I just have him a little bit lower. I'll tell you, you're making me think about it though. I have him very close. It really does depend on how many games they you know. Like I said, I. I they could be similar, like Elijah Mitchell's not going to catch a ton of passes either. They mm-hmm. could. It, you think he will?
0: No, no, no. He won't. He, he. But yeah, won't. that's he's, I think. He's so in I, that category of like, like Nick Chubb, um, uh, Derek Henry for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even Dobbins, because Dobbins doesn't really catch catch a lot of passes either. They're kind of similar in that still. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like like I said, he's kind of in the similar boat. Trey Lance is going to run the ball a lot, so I find them very similar. It might, it might come down to just simply who plays more games. They're in a very similar right. role.
0: Well, I like honestly, Trey Lance, if he's a rushing quarterback, if that's the priority priority of his usage, like he's more of Lamar Jackson than he is Kyler Murray, then I still like that for Mitchell. And I just like the fact that Mitchell's in an offense that has finished, you know, top 10 in total points, two out of the last three seasons and the season they didn't. They were just drenched with injuries. That was where, like, they had eight players lost up against the Jets in week three. It was a complete shit show. Right. So I feel like this is just a good offense with a run-first scheme to begin with, he's the lead dog. Uh, Jeff Wilson led the team in rushing the, the year that like they were just bad, like everyone was hurt. That's great. I feel like yeah, he could you know rain on some of our days, but I still feel like what we saw from Mitchell, you know, starting as a rookie overtaking Trey Sermon no one knew who Elijah Mitchell was on draft night right like he was a complete um you know overtaking of, of uh, Trey Sermon just to start the season and i felt like it's because he just fits so well in the one cut and go type of offense that the 49ers have like he's just the perfect fit for that mold so yeah i'm super excited about him this year think he's going to have a safe floor uh being in that offense uh let's let's move on i know this one'll excite you Dame Harris or Clyde edwards hilaire who are you going with I think I know. Go
1: with, yeah. Damien Harris. I'm a chiefs fan. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've watched nearly every, I've watched nearly every snap of Clyde Edwards, hilarious career. He just isn't. He's, he's not exciting. If the chiefs aren't going to use him as a pass catching running back. And like, if them, them keeping McKinnon kind of tells me they're not going to, then I don't see, mm-hmm. like, I have no idea why they drafted him in the first round. That was a skill set. He doesn't have breakaway speed. He's, he, you right. know, he's not going to break off a lot of long touchdown runs. He's quick, but man, and somebody, maybe like somebody, a film evaluator could tell me this, but man he just. He get when he gets hit, he gets nailed, like, and he gets hurt. That's why he misses games. Like you just see, like you see him get hit, and you're like, oh man, he's hurt. Like that was a that was a crazy hit, and yeah, he's down. Um, so I just like it's hard for me to project. Like it's like the only way for the, him to play 16, like you know, 14 plus games, in my opinion, is if they really limit limit him to that first and second down role, or may, you know, just a very limited role. And that's that's what could happen. I see that, or I see him you know missing games if, if they put him into that right. you know he's gonna he's gonna miss some time in my opinion so all considering that i'm gonna go with Damian harris i think there's a lot more upside I, the passing offense i think could be rough in new england this year um i think they're gonna try to grind it out a lot with the defense so i could see a lot of uh good game scripts for Damian harris you know he, he did he finished he had 15 touchdowns last year he doesn't have to finish that to do anywhere near that to beat his adp so in that rb3 wrench i'll take Damian harris
0: yeah same here and it's not even close for me i have Clyde edwards helaire like running back 43 i have dame harris at 23 and that might be even a little too high on dame harris but too many cooks in the kitchen for the kansas city chiefs uh running backs if you have two you have none they have like four you know they have pacheco they have mckinnon rojo clyde edwards Hilaire. am i forgetting somebody's Derek gore still there you know yeah, what and, I mean? like, and, and they
1: could all have a role like jones in the right. goal line Pache- you know, pacheco kind of subble in with clyde edwards Hilaire, then mckinnon on mm-hmm. the uh, third downs
0: Yeah, absolutely. So that's what I'm saying. There's there's just too many options there for me. And man, I was wanting to be high on Rojo. It's very difficult right now. He's pretty much going undrafted in in a lot of formats. So it seems like the Chiefs running back room is going to be kind of be like a waiver wire ranking to ranking week to week type of situation. Whereas Dame Harris has a rock solid role with the Patriots. Yeah, Ramondre Stevenson could take off this year. But that doesn't mean that Dame Harris isn't going to be an early down running back isn't going to get touches in the red zone. Yeah, sure. He'll probably have touchdown uh, touchdown regression from last year, but that doesn't mean he can't easily clip you know eight to ten plus rushing touchdowns in an offense that's going to still focus you know solely on the run. Like you know Matt Jones, Mac Jones isn't still going to be a world beater in the passing offense. So I definitely believe that they lean into their identity, which is putting the ball on the ground. So yeah, definitely Dame Harris for me on this one. Uh, we're gonna jump into a quick word from the sponsors, and when we get back, we're gonna go over some wide receiver ADP battles. We'll be right back after this. Thinking of joining WinBet, now is the perfect time for new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Perfect for kiffing, kicking off the NFL season. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Win also has their first QB to throw five touchdown bets. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. The free football contests are here. College football contest,
1: $15 up for grabs. NFL contest, $5,000 and a two-night stay at Win Las Vegas up for grabs. Sign up exclusively in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Football fans, the NFL. Oh, I got it. I got it, Bruni. Sorry. (laughs) I'm messing up, but hey, I'm going to check. I'm going to shout out a live Sports Bureau here too. Football fans, the NFL regular season is finally here. And as week one kicks off and you get ready to place your bets or lock in your fantasy team, you need to check out the Elias Game Plan app, the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB that has everything you need to get a competitive advantage. Elias Game Plan is the only sports app for the most trusted name in sports stats, the Elias Sports official statisticians of U.S. Pro Sports Leagues, including the NFL. Their app lets you access teams and player stats, head-to-head comparisons, and Elias' key insights from their renowned research team. Expert game analysis for betting, fantasy lineups each week, and showing off your superior sports knowledge to your friends and coworkers. NFL season is here, so don't wait. Download the Elias Game Plan app today. And right now, I have a special offer. When you subscribe, get a $14 free trial off a monthly subscription plan. But only only if you use my promo code SGPN, Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store today and use promo code SGPN. Sorry to step on your toes, Justin. I was was all excited. I I know you were reading for a long time, so I was just like, yeah, I got to help him out here. So
0: (laughs) Appreciate the reprieve, sir. No worries. No worries at all. All right, so we're back at it. We're going through wide receiver ADP battles. Uh, First up here, we've got Gabe Davis or Jalen Waddle in round four or five. Which way are you going here?
1: This one is so tough because I love this situation of Gabe Davis so much more. And I love Jalen mm-hmm. Waddle's talent. Just like it's not even close, in my opinion. Right. I'm real I'm pretty dead. I've been pretty down on J- I love him in dynasty leagues. I, you know, I I'm one of those people I have pretty significant differences between my dynasty and redraft rankings. I have Jalen mm-hmm. Waddles a top 10 dynasty wide receiver, very firm, but I have him close to like wide receiver 20 in redraft rankings just because you know I, mm-hmm. I'm just really unsure about two. I don't know how Tyreek Hill is gonna fit in. I'm. I have. I'm gonna go with Jalen Waddle just because I think he's a much better Ooh. player. I think he's much a much better player. Better player. I
0: agree. I, man, I. Agree I, I, I,
1: uh, I know. I know you're gonna. I know you're gonna tell me this is a lot better situation. But man, it's just tough for me when I saw last year. It's tough for me to rank Gabe Davis ahead of Jalen Waddle.
0: The splitting hairs. I have Gabe yeah. Davis at 22. I have Waddle at 24. So, I mean, I like, like neck and neck, right? And they're being mm-hmm. drafted right next to each other in ADP and in mock drafts. So, it makes sense. Like, you look at Jalen Waddle, and yeah, he definitely, not shoulders above, but talent better. Like, he's definitely putting out a better tape, right? Like, as far as just mm-hmm. an individual role goes. But Gabe Davis and that offense with Josh Allen, it's, it's just so much better. You know what I mean? And really, when you're getting Waddle or Hill, you're kind of betting on which one is going to feed off the opportunities of the other. And I think that's more likely for Waddle to be able to get more easier production from Hill opening up more space rather than Hill, you know, collecting a ton of production or volume because Hill is, or Waddle is doing something special to draw double coverage. Like let's be real. Like all the coverage downfield is going to be on Tyreek Hill, right? Waddle should clean things up underneath, but again, he's not playing with a strong quarterback. You know, I have, I have two, I think at, quarterback 25. I'm Josh Allen at number 1. You know, that's a huge difference. Oh, yeah, that's a huge difference, you're, you're, right? You have such spicy takes, my goodness. I am so low on Tua. I'm sorry. Like yeah. you can like you can still be low on it. Tua and be high on some of those guys. Like you can still be high on Tyreek Hill. I'm also not, but you can be. You can still be high on Waddle and lower on Tua. Like Tua didn't do anything that impressive last year. And look, but look at the type of rookie season that Waddle had, right? Like, you, they don't both, all the narratives don't necessarily have to meet up to say, like, oh, this is what equals success, right? Tua can be bad, and some of these other guys can be pretty decent. Uh, but I have Waddle, I think, farther back than the public. Tyreek Hill, farther back than the public. He's my wide receiver 14. Waddle at 24. Good little bit of separation there. Mike Gusecki's not on my radar. None of those running backs are on my radar. Tua, obviously not. He's, he's pretty deep down there. So Gabe Davis' situation is just far greater. If you saw a domino fall there with like another one of their receivers or one of their running backs, Gabe Davis' role could be through the roof. I feel like for Waddle to kind of reach that same type of threshold, you need one or two injuries to happen because they just have so many ways to spread the ball around with Miami.
1: I, get, I don't know if everybody's ready for those spicy takes that, that you know just the Chase Edmonds hype you're just you're just bashing that down two up down. The oh. Chase
0: Edmonds hype like how high can it go you know like they're gonna use they're probably gonna use Tyree Kill at times at running back and now you already have like another what three I know they cut Sony Michelle but still like I would just assume that Miles Gaskin would get a couple extra touches if that's the case like he played well in the preseason I know everyone's down on him but You know, there's some of these guys that have showed up that have put in the work that, you know, earned their spot. Right. So I don't know. I I feel like it's a very convoluted situation. I don't think Mike McDaniels is going to be doing us any favors for our fantasy team. I think he's just going to try to go out there and just win games. And uh, that may not necessarily mean that any one of these guys is going to have a huge amount of volume. Uh, Let's see. We got someone uh, with a question in the chat. I have Stafford and Kirk Cousins at quarterback looking to trade Stafford for Burrow as I already have an offer. Should I trade for Burrow or keep my current QBs? I'm um, not sure if it's dynasty or keeper, but if it's a situation where you're going to continue to bring guys back, I would, yeah, I would absolutely want Burrow here. Stafford would be the guy to move. I think based on his age, we're also kind of hearing some of those indications that he might be playing through injury, um he might be playing through injury this season where are your thoughts with that I mean would you want to just hold strong with Stafford and Cousins or potentially make a move I like making a move yeah. for Burrow he's someone that I'm super high on this is two keepers
1: And is, is it clarified if it's super flex or not
0: Uh, That should be answered. I'm going to go ahead and assume that it is because you probably wouldn't have.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay. If it's super flex, I I love like, like if, if you can get anything, like if you can just add like anything, not crazy on top of Stafford to get burrow, sign me up. I think, you know, there's a big difference between those two. If Mm -hmm. it's one quarterback, I don't think it's necessary to to trade anything for Burrow. But yeah, assuming it's super flex, you know, and you know, assuming like I would say Matthew Stafford is worth almost half of what Joe Burrow is, you know, at this uh, in in a dynasty in a dynasty league or two keepers That sorry, two keeper. I'm trying to think. I never play in keeper league, so I'm just trying to like think. They did say it's not a
0: super flex, not a super flex.
1: See, see, then so I wouldn't worry about it. Then see, I don't think it's necessary. You have two quarterbacks there. And, you yeah. know, they're not, they're not crazy. You know, you, I, in fact, I think they're both great options and, and they're really high upside in that quarterback 10 to 15 range. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessary to go up and try to get Burrow, especially in a one quarterback league. I don't think it makes much of a difference. They could, they could end up being just, you know, they could end up being just as high to Burrow, maybe right underneath them. So I would stick with what he got.
0: If you could do it Stafford for Burrow straight up, would you do it? Cause I still think that's a value. Like I have Burrow at quarterback yeah. four and I have Stafford yeah, at ten.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I would definitely because
0: I, I I like the Bengals situation a lot better. Their defense is not as good as the Rams. Like I feel like the Rams could be in some situations this year where they're just parking the bus. And 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 the total may not be as high as you may expect that week because their defense is just showing up and the offense doesn't have to take, you know, a lot of chances or a lot of risk exposure, downfield throws, stuff like that.
1: Yeah. And uh, I, I agree. Uh, you know, I, I love Burrow. Like I, I have him as my dynasty quarterback for I'm a little bit lower in redraft. I have him around quarterback eight or nine, but mm-hmm. I just think he has such a bright future. I, I just don't, you know, he ended, he was in his second year last year, you know, he's coming off an ACL injury. You know, it's like you're telling me the guy can't improve. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're talking about regression and all this stuff. Like I think they're going to uh, take a step forward and game uh, rate of play. I think mm-hmm. the offense is going to take a step forward. You know, they're going to be, you know what we saw at the end of last season. I think it's going to be more the case over the whole season. You know, maybe not necessarily those real spike weeks that he had with like the Kansas City Chiefs and everything like that. But I expect right. him to be consistent. I expect
0: more pass attempts.
1: He has the best wide receiver core in football. It's not even close, particularly. I mm-hmm. I, I think Burrow's fantastic.
0: Yeah. So if you want to maybe make that move straight up, uh, especially if it's keeper, like if it's a keeper and you're going to continue to keep, you know, Stafford or Cousins, I would prefer to keep Cousins and Burrow if that's the case, but, but you don't need but, to keep two quarterbacks and, and singles. So
1: no, yeah, but I just talk, I don't know if who's going to do that. If, if you can get it, do it. I don't know if they're going to do right. it, but absolutely.
0: That's true. All right. So we're getting back to the ADP conversation at wide receiver Devontae yeah. Parker or Kenny Galladay, which is the best, uh, late draft, uh, dart throw.
1: It just doesn't seem to me like Kenny like Kenny Galladay care. like I, I don't want to call it, you know I don't know the guy it's it's hard for me to call it and say guy doesn't care but you know what I mean it's you, you know just every, is pretty you know,
0: good yeah the, <laughs> uh, the like, off- who do you know <laughs> yeah
1: right I don't I don't know anybody but I, I yeah uh, I don't know anybody very well let's put that clear but Kenny I just I just like it just every camera force suggests he's he's just not attacking any you know you think yeah. this guy'd be motivated to come back and ready to play. It doesn't appear like that. It appears maybe like also that he's just not 100% healthy. They're saying he's moving pretty slow. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just don't like that offense anyway. Devontae Parker, you know, is at least getting praise from Bill Belichick. He's going to be a part of the offense. And so I, I'm going to have to go with uh, him there. It's just, you know, it's it's hard to ignore Kenny Galladay because he's making so much money. Like the Gi- But it just seems like the Giants are willing just to pay this guy this year and have him not do anything. It's rumored that the coach doesn't like him either. I think yeah, I, I think it could be near the end for Kenny Galladay. So I'm going to go with Devontae Parker here.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty easy one for me, and it's really just the recency bias. Uh, obviously, the Patriots traded for Devontae Parker. Pretty good situation is what it's sounding like out of training camp. Uh, built up a good connection with Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. Kenny Galladay. Everything is sounding bad. They've called him a mannequin, a stick figure. You know, he's getting you know shown up by you know, younger younger receivers, Wondell Robinson, Kadarius Toney, and drills. Um, so it doesn't seem like he's going to be the focal uh, point for the wide receiver group there. It's feeling more like uh, Kadarius Toney and Wondell Robinson. I feel like Goner- Galladay could be an early uh, trade candidate to a team that might be contending. You know, if you see like an injury from like the Rams or – Maybe the Broncos. I feel like he could be on the block for a team like that. Uh, Let's move on to the tight ends here. Uh, Dallas Goddard or TJ Hawkinson in round eleven. Which way you going here? I have these guys neck and neck, seven and eight.
1: Yeah, I've I've rotated them back and forth a little bit in my rankings too. I have, I have Dallas Goddard slightly above him right now, but it's like I said, it's really neck and neck. I just, I just like Jalen. Nah, I just like that offense a little bit more. I think there's a little bit more touchdown upside. I think mm-hmm. a lot of I think a lot of passes are going to go to Swift, Amon Ross, St. Brown, DJ Shark, um, you know, Jamison Williams when he comes back. Mm-hmm. I even though Jalen Hurts is a running quarterback and it's a crowded receiving room, I have Dallas Goddard just slightly ahead. But I could see an mm-hmm. argument for either one. They both have some target competition. I just like the you know this deciding factor of really Millie really is just a little bit more touchdown upside with Dallas Goddard. I think.
0: Yeah, neck and neck for me. I think that Hawkinson can still get a pretty good volume amount, uh, just based off of his receivers opening up space. Like if they're not running the ball a lot, then I feel like the receivers are really going to be screaming, you know, downfield to try and create some easy stuff up the middle for Goff. Again, I feel like things are going to be, you know, less risk oriented. Hopefully, uh, for that offense. So I feel like Hawkinson can still clean up some some pretty easy work in the middle of the field. Uh, but but Goddard for me, just one spot ahead. Just a few less mouths to feed. That's all. That's all it is. Just like mm-hmm. you had mentioned. A lot of bodies there in Detroit. I've got them neck and neck. You know, Goddard's probably the third uh, best target, if not the second. And then late round tight end options. Who do you got? Uh Gerald Everett or Albert um,
1: Man, that, that was that was a nice pronunciation there. I like, I like you, when you went for full. You didn't say Albert O. I love it.
0: Well, I've been saying I've been saying it kind of fast, like "oku oh, oh, cool, But like you gotta you gotta hit "oku" oh, cool, or oh, okay "oku oh, cool, "oku oh, cool,
1: oh, cool, I love it. "oku oh, cool, uh, I have "oku oh, cool, <laughs> I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to work. I'm, Alberto, Alberto. I have Alberto. guy. The, the Broncos guy. I have him ahead here significantly. I think. Okay, mm-hmm. I understand. It, you know this. The other the rookie tight end's not healthy. It's it's just I think that he's you know tight ends notoriously come on slow anyway I th- I love the offense in that range anyway we're looking for touchdown upside the Broncos offense mm-hmm. is going to be fantastic I understand they're not happy with his blocking. And they played him a little late in the preseason game, but that they, you know mm-hmm. they're trying to get the young guy reps. In my opinion, I don't think this is like a, that's just like oh my goodness, it, it's a well, death, you know. He's been, been a little hurt
0: too. I feel like uh, uh, Alberto, yeah. so like he, he he's been a little bit banged up at the end of preseason, but um, they said he's supposed to be you know completely ready to go. And if they, he was supposed to play, he would have been able to.
1: Yeah, Dolich. Yeah, okay. Problem with one more is it is it Yeah.
0: Yeah. Greg okay,
1: there we go. See, I see I haven't talked about him on a podcast yet. I've only t- I've only written about him. So I haven't nailed down the pronunciation of that one even yet. But um see, I, he hasn't been healthy yet either. I just think, you know, it's mm-hmm. tough for a rookie tight end to come in after not practicing a lot of the preseason and expect him to come in and be a significant part of the passing game. Mm-hmm. You know, even if if out, if he's subbed in, subbed out on some rushing downs, I don't I you know, I think he's it's already baked into his ADP a little bit. I think he still has a lot of upside. So I would, I definitely have him significantly higher.
0: I have them both pretty high, actually. I have them at thirteen and fourteen in tight end ranking. So I'm pretty high on Gerald Everett. I think you just want to get as much of that Chargers offense as possible. You know, if we're not hot, if everyone wasn't as high on on Herbert, I would definitely have him a little bit lower. But you know, he's just he's just been all the craze this off season as far as like dynasty and long term value goes. Seems like everybody's all in with him. I already liked him to start uh, last season in the prior year, so uh, I'm all in with the Chargers. I like everyone's ADP there. Been getting a lot of Keenan Allen. Um, I've seen. I think you and I have talked about this before. Like Mike Williams going ahead of Keenan Allen in some formats. It's absolutely crazy. Um, I love you know having uh, Keenan fall in my lap, taking Eckler early. You know, taking shots on Herbert whenever wherever I can. You know, whenever you know there's an actual opportunity to draft him. Obviously, he's going early. So give me Gerald Gerald Everett as well. Size is there, athleticism, speed. Kind of has a little bit of that wide receiver hybrid to him. Just the way that you know he works his feet could also just be that he's not amazing at blocking (laughs) but yeah I I still have both of them high but I would still go Alberto for all the reasons that you listed and I'm also just not someone that's hot as high on Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy as well so I feel like there's going to be a little bit more opportunity for Alberto than maybe some people expect all right before we jump into our keeper questions uh, we're going to hit another quick word from the sponsors we'll be right back If you watch football, you need FuboTV. FuboTV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try FUBO TV for free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com SGP. That's Fubo, or I'm sorry, that's FuboTV.com slash SGP.
1: For all you sports bettors out there, I want to tell you about the best new way to increase your bankroll. It's called Promoguy.us. At promoguy.us, you can get the biggest bonuses from all the best sportsbooks in the country. We're talking $1,000 risk-free deposits, insane odd boosts, and most importantly, the best analytics in the business. Plus tons of free picks as well. promoguy.us is your guide to betting smart. Once again, that's promoguy.us.
0: And now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I know I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. Over-unders integrated into fantasy. It's the first sports contest built into your fantasy experience. Now, Not only can you enter a contest via over-under itself, but you can also do, throw, do so through fantasy league's matchup screen. For example, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes is your starting fantasy QB. And not only do you think that you're going to win your fantasy matchup this week, but you're also confident that Mahomes is going to hit over 250 passing yards. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money that you put in. Not only do they have NFL, but they also have college football player props. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Promo code is SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, and we're back. We're talking keeper questions in fantasy football. So first up, we're going to be going through the list. Pick, we're going to go through pick one and then pick two. So if you're looking at picking one, we've got al Lazard, Christian Kirk, or Kareem Hunt. Alan Lazard, Emerson is in the 18th round. Christian Kirk in the fifteenth and Kareem Hunt in the ninth. Which two are you prioritizing?
1: Uh, this is pretty, I, I pretty easy for me. And you know, if you have Christian Kirk significantly higher in your rankings, I don't have a problem with him ranking uh, ahead of Lazard. But mm-hmm. I have Lazard ahead personally, just being in that Green Bay offense, a chance of being a wide receiver one. He would be my first uh, keeper choice. Then okay. Christian Kirk. I had, and I have both of them ranked ahead of Kareem Hunt, making it an easy choice at their late round ADP.
0: Okay, I would actually go Lazard and Hunt, uh, keeping Kirk on the the guy on the outside looking in. They're all very close for me. So I have Lazard at wide receiver 28. I have Kirk at wide receiver 30 and I've got Kareem Hunt at running back 32. So, I mean, splitting hairs either way. But I I like the value for Kareem Hunt. I know the ninth round kind of pulls his value down a little bit as a keeper. I think if you started off with Kirk and Lazard, that's not that bad. But more than likely, you're putting those guys as two starters. And I feel like there's a few extra question marks there. And I wouldn't want to be going like you know all in with both of them. I like Lazard's floor being that number one guy. Kirk, there's some other mouths to feed there. A couple of running backs now. <clears throat> Excuse me. Marvin, Zay Jones, both. Um, I know they got got rid of a little so and that that opens up a little bit of opportunity, I guess, or a little little more breathing room, Um, but still a very deep group there. So I'm going Lazard and Kareem Hunt. Hunt I still feel like is going to have great value all the way through the season. I know that Brissette's going to be there the first 11 weeks, but I think that's a positive for Kareem Hunt. The the identity of the offense should be run, 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 and that benefits Kareem Hunt right now with a run-first focus type of offense. So I like his value, and even when Watson does come back, going to be rusty right you know not being able to practice with the team not being able to go through the reps give me the uh, running, running back checkdowns to Kareem Hunt it's not really a role that Chubb fills out doesn't really matter who the quarterback is and it's not a role that he's filling out so I like Hunt there and, and Lazard but again splitting hairs you know there are they're, they're two spots off of each other in my rankings but I do have a, a Lazard a little bit higher just because you have so much of those vacated targets and all that opportunity uh, with Devontae Adams and even MVS's volume uh, heading out the door. Uh, we got someone in the chat. Can you rate my 12 man PPR out of 10? Rate it out of 10. Well, it's, it's kind of a vague question, Mechie, but we'll see what we can do here. Uh, Herbert, Derrick Henry, Fournette, Damian Pierce, Michael Carter, Jamal Williams, Dontrell Hillard, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett, Van Jefferson, um, Brooks. I'm not sure. I don't know who, who that, that is. Who that is. The little one IDP player and Kittle. <laughs> Um, hmm.
1: you know, this is too, t- 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 I'm just glancing over this team here. I'll tell you, this is definitely a team on the verge of, is this, I mean, is this is, this is a redraft team, right?
0: I have to imagine. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, if it's
1: redraft, we're fine. We're looking good. I like this team. It's uh, you, you started off two running backs. Um, you know, that's becoming less popular this year, but I, I, you know, I don't mind that mm-hmm. at all. You know, it's becoming more contrarian and that's fine by me. Um, mm-hmm. especially if you're playing in a lot of leagues. Uh Michael Carter's a good sleeper. Jamal Williams is one of my favorite most, you know, I, I leave almost he's my most drafted player on underdog, Jamal Williams. So love that. Amari Cooper, I'm a little bit lower on. I have him as my wide receiver 38. Just based on how I'm looking here. You it might have been a little early to take him, probably where mm-hmm. you got him. You know, it, I would give it, you know, probably like a a six point five or seven somewhere Dang, in that range.
0: I was feeling um, a seven. We're right, we're right on. That's a good seven. Yeah, I think I, it's a I, solid yeah, seven.
1: Good, good, good tight end. Uh, you know, the like I, you know, the running. Like I said, it's you know, if 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 Amari Cooper and Tyler Lockett can can manage to do what they have in the past in poor offenses and still get a decent target share in poor offenses, I think this team has a lot of potential. Just I get a little bit nervous looking at his second his Damn. wide receiver core.
0: Damn, Amari Cooper is the SGPN consensus 30th best. I have him at 44, the highest.
1: Oh, yeah, you're dragging him way down. I have, oh, um, yeah, I
0: have. Well, you have him at 38, so you're not that far yeah. off, but
1: No, no, I'm not that far off,
0: but yeah, uh, let's see. I think Adam and Brad have him at 22 and 23. That's a little too high for me. Um, I so the concerns for me here. First off, I guess I should say what I like. I like the Herbert and Allen stack, solid. like the Henry and Fournette start. I love Damian Pierce. We're going to be talking about him here in a little bit. I feel like the Hillard pick may be still a bit of a stretch. I, I get it. You're backing up Henry, but I feel like you could have gotten a, another receiver at that ADP potentially. Same thing with Jamal Williams. Like You have so many running backs. I feel just like you're you need another receiver here. Is That's that's the best advice that I can say. I like Allen. I like Lockett. I think they have some safe floors here, but you're exposed to more risk with Cooper and Van Jefferson, this Brooks character that you're talking about. I'm not sure who that is, but maybe you could clarify that for us, and that would maybe help some things out. Maybe that's a misprint. <laughs> um, and Kittle, I mean, hey, you, you can't knock Kittle. Looking good. Everyone's high on Trey Lance. I'm not high on, as high on him as most people, um, but a lot of excitement about uh, Kittle making some progression this year. Uh, start sit Burrow or Kirk Cousins, start sit Allen Robinson or Darnell Mooney. True, true, true. Burrow Cousins is playing Green Bay. We are we're going to be talking about that later in the show and Burrow is playing Pittsburgh. I would probably prefer Cousins just because maybe week 1 Burrow maybe not all be there because of the short missed time. They're very close. Um you know what? I still go Burrow. I'm just super I'm too high on him to 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 sit him week 1. Uh someone that I've been banging the drum for. He's a top 5 quarterback in my ranking, so I go Burrow there. And then Robinson and Mooney is kind of tough, but I still probably lean towards Robinson. That game total has a total of like 52. I love the matchups in that and that um and that opening night game. Uh you're going to be missing TreDavious White. You have Teron Johnson there, but I feel like Teron Johnson's going to get a lot of work trying to stop Cooper Cup. So I, I still really like Allen Robinson in that game. I feel like the the Bill secondary is going to be kind of hurting to start the year. Which direction would you go with these two uh, start sits, uh, Emerson?
1: Uh, the quarterback matchup is very close. I, You know, if you drafted Burrow and redraft, it's it's tough to bench him. In this situation mm-hmm. i think if you know and i like i like the value better on dfs for kirk cousins and things like that and if you know if, if it's a little bit later um true sure. but if i man it's tough to bench burrow i have them really close i i if you if you drafted burrow early start burrow yeah like don't 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 kick yourself later for not drafting your your top tier quarterback that you've spent you spent seeing the capital and i think they'll be close enough anyway the, the game script could definitely favor uh kirk cousins
0: mm-hmm
1: um, so, ugh, like I said, it's it's very close. I almost want to say Kirk Cousins, but if I was starting my team and I had Burrow, and I was a redraft league, Burrow or Kirk Cousins, and I selected Burrow, I'm keeping Burrow. I and I like Allen Robinson for the same reasons you do. I just think that game is going to be fantastic. I you know I think San Francisco defense could maul Justin Fields. I think you mm-hmm. know it could be a horrible day for Justin Fields. Uh, I don't think the offense is going to score a lot of points. Yeah, yeah. I
0: feel like I feel like Mooney could still have a good day in that. What comes down to it, me is who is more likely to score a touchdown. I would still say Robinson and then who is more likely to boom and score two touchdowns or more. It's still Robinson, right for Mooney to go over the top of him. You just need that high receiving volume. It could be there. You know, we haven't we haven't seen it across all four quarters yet. Fields and Mooney been looking very good, not just in preseason games, but in camp. So I, I like the opportunity there, but at the end of the day, when you're checking all the boxes and you get to the touchdown column, Robinson's going to check that again and again. So um, he's the way I would go there. Um, Mechie coming back around saying Brooks was actually Traylon Burks. So uh, not not too bad then, not, not too bad. Uh, but that's I better. would be rolling out Allen, Lockett, and, and Traylon. Uh, I would not be starting uh, Amari Cooper over Traylon Burks right now. Just where I'm at with it. I'm that line. I,
1: I th- you, have, you have to. You have to. I think you have to. Like you have to start Amari Cooper right now. But I. I think it could have ascend to? to that. Oh, yeah. You almost know, with that team, I think you have to. It's, I'd like to see yeah. if it was wide. Two wide receivers or three wide receivers. I think that's a big difference. If it's three wide Did receivers, I'm a little nervous.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't love that week one matchup. Dante Jackson and J.C. Horn. I yeah. I'm. I'm good, man. I'm. I'm. I'm solid. I'll be all right. I, I'll. I'll pass on that. <laughs> And uh, we have love, really no politics. eyes on Jacoby Brissett either. Like uh, he said, it's too wide receiver. He doesn't even need to worry about it. He can start uh, locking it yeah. out. Al- yeah, he can uh, start locking it Allen and then throw Pierce in his flex. So he's, he's solid. Far. We're arguing over nothing. All right, <laughs> back to the keeper questions. Uh, Kenny Gainwell in the 15th, James Robinson in the 12th, or DJ Chark in the 17th. Pick two.
1: Or w- one more time, hit me with
0: that. Kenny Gainwell in the 15th, James Robinson in the 12th. Or DJ Shark in the seventeenth pick two.
1: DJ Shark for me for sure. Okay. And then I'm I. I ooh, this is tough. I, I you know what I'm gonna go with James Robinson just because I think he has a little bit more upside. Ooh. I I don't ooh. like I, Kenny Gainwell. You, you'd like to, okay. I know what people people like Kenny Gainwell. I would have liked to see the role ascend last season. He 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 played at the beginning of the season and then he I know you did mean. and then he stopped and then he they they took him out of the offense. So You're all right. these st- end of the year You're stats, right. they come from the beginning of the season. So that, that's a little worrisome to me. Just like I would have thought like the player that they like, it, it would have been like starting off small and increasing his role mm-hmm. as opposed to the opposite. So I'm going to go with James Robinson here. It's a little bit of a Hail Mary. Who knows how he's going to come back after the Achilles injury. But, you know, there's rumors that he that, you know, he that people have said, like, you know, that he's the starting running back when he comes back. I don't I don't know if that's the case, but I'll still go with him over Kenny Gainwell.
0: Well, when they say starting, I think what that means is the early down guy. You know what I mean? I don't think that there's a clear cut running back one. Uh, With the Jaguars right now, like I know everyone was really high on ETN this offseason, but the way that it's shaping out, it doesn't seem like it's going to be 70, 30, any direction. It sounds more 60, 40, 50, 50, even if it's 60, 40, that's not the type of ceiling that, you know, fantasy owners were projecting for ETN and fantasy analysts, right? Like they were assuming that he was going to have a huge share of this offense. It's not really there. You got two cooks in the kitchen, you have zero. So I'm going with Gainwell on the simple fact that I think that he is getting better than Miles Sanders still. And what keeps me going back to Gainwell is his ability to run routes out of the backfield. And I've been talking about this a little bit in the past couple of weeks. Miles Sanders, when he catches a pass, it's like slipping off a block. It's just kind of like sh- literally like shuffling from behind the quarterback to about a handful mm-hmm. of feet to the right or left of him, and that's his route. That's where that's where he ran. Or he literally just falls into the flat. He doesn't really actually run up to the middle of the field. He doesn't run through the line and then cut left or right or anything like that. If you watch a lot of the tape on Sanders, it's just these little dinks and dunks, and it's, not, it's nothing like that. Gainwell has more of like a hybrid skill set where he can roll out Not just into the flat, but as a receiver, like he can move in motion and be a little bit more creative with getting open downfield. And he still has some rushing upside as well. Believe me, I'm right there with you. There was just some crazy, you know, question marks with the usage at running back last season because you would see Gainwell kind of getting in that good favor. Like he's producing, he's looking good, he's getting meaningful touches. And then out of nowhere, they get into like the red zone like, you know, fourth and one, you know, in close, and they're just like, or third and whatever, and they give it to somebody else. And you're just like, well, that's weird. They just used him a lot, and he looked really good. Now they just like, light switch. I didn't get any of that either, but I'm just not that high on Miles Sanders. And when you're looking at the situations between, you know, Miles Sanders and Gainwell versus Robinson and and ETN, I feel like there's a clearer path for Gainwell just being the better guy. You know what I mean? Whereas Robinson's just going to be that, boulder that they're going to use to steal touchdowns from etn yeah
1: you know i i actually feel the opposite i think i think it could end up being if james if james robinson hits like how he used to and you know you mm-hmm. know it's kind of it's it, who knows the injuries people are just recovering on a completely different time scale than we have in the past so it, it's it, kenny gainwell could be a safer pick but if james robinson comes back to how he how he was before i could see him taking that da- taking on a significant workload like I said, I'm just a little bit lower. I would have liked to see a little bit more at the end of the season out of Kenny Gainwell. I'm a little, I, I think I'm a little bit higher on Miles Sanders than mm-hmm. some are too. I just think he, you know, I, it's just hard for me to see him completely. It's hard, it's impossible for me to see Kenny Gainwell completely considering his frame and everything overtaking Miles Sanders. So I, did, right. I, I have Miles Sanders as a high end RB three still. I picked him up in my home league just yesterday. So I'm a little, like I said, I'm a little bit higher, but I could see you going with Kenny Gainwell as well.
0: Yeah, like you said, potentially just a safer floor. James Robinson, more of a Hail Mary play, you know, aiming for the ceiling rather than the median. Yeah. All right, next up, we've got some quarterbacks. Ryan Tannehill in the eighth round, Tua in the 10th, or Davis Mills in the 12th? This is, you know, like a super flex format, so they're up a little bit higher. Which way are you going here?
1: Uh, Tua in the 10th is a is definite value pick for me here. I have him a little bit okay. higher than you. I have him at quarterback 16. A lot higher and i i actually was just as low as you were to start the offseason i i I thought he was terrible i just the brian flores just the way that players and coaches talked about him like it just was Mm -hmm. unheard of like just calling and saying that this guy was no like just unnamed players saying this guy was no good saying they were wasting his career with him brian flores you know reportedly saying all these negative things to him it's it, and it just if you watch the games last year, I was in—I think the semifinal matchups and the fantasy playoffs—and you were just—I had Mike in, too, and I was just begging for them to do anything. And it was a mm-hmm. positive game shift. They were down. It meant they, the Dolphins just wouldn't wouldn't run passing plays for them. And they just had no confidence that Tua was could do anything downfield. So I was pretty down on Tua. The addition of Tyreek Hill, Chase Edmonds, new head coach—it's just—it's impossible. He's in the perfect situation to succeed. Like if this was anybody else, we'd have them higher in quarterbacks like 16. So it's just like it's tough right. for me to rank him any lower. He's right after that tier. He's in that Justin Fields tier for me. Right, you know, kind of after you get done with that, after you get past Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins, you, it's very questionable after that. And he's right mm-hmm. in that first questionable tier. So he's there for me. And then I would probably go with uh, Davis Mills as my second choice in the 12th round
0: yeah my, my choice here is davis mills for sure just because you're getting value love the potential game script for the texans feel like they're going to be playing from behind in a lot of games going to need to pass a lot like the the total type of volume you're going to see from like a guy like brandon cooks damian pierce i'm a nico collins guy but that's more of a truther situation than it is a booming situation uh, but i'd be going davis mills here just not interested into a I mean, the Miami Dolphins have shown time and time again that they're really not that interested in Tua. They've done everything that they've can to replace him. None of it's really seemed to work. Uh, Tannehill, eh, just doesn't excite me in a run-first offense. You know, they moved away from A.J. Brown. I like the the idea, the concept of Traylon Burks, but is, is it going to be a thing right away? Will Robert Woods be reliable? This is this is a Derrick Henry team, and 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 that's about it for like your fantasy squads, unless you're taking some you know deep shots at those receivers. So I like the upside of Mills, and in this in this specific example, I like the value. I'm I'm just getting a quarterback as late as I can in a super flex format. So give me the extra two rounds there. But <clears throat> like I said, I'm I'm not a two a guy. I do not subscribe to um, his potential uh, success this season. Not something that I'm in on. All right. Let's go to our last round of words from our sponsors, and we're going to come back with some trade wars. We're going to be talking about uh, trade winners and losers. Be right back after this. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun from pick 'em and survivor to fantasy pools. It's a one stop shop for sports gaming and customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with Run Your Pool, RYP, to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor contest. Hop in now and reserve your spot. The winner gets $500 cash plus a $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store. Sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com S-G-P-N. That's play.runyourpool.com S-G-P-N.
1: We're also brought to you by OddsTrader. OddsTrader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sportsbooks to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Some of the key points and features are handicapping, play-by-play updates, player statistics, key game statistics, and projected game day weather. Go to OddsTrader.com slash BlueWire. OddsTrader, the number one site for all your game day bets
0: okay and we're back we're talking trade wars here just picking one side over the other we've got a couple of straight up trades we've got a couple of grouping trades first up here emerson we've got ezekiel elliott for terry mclaurin straight up which side wins here or which side would you prefer to have is this uh, is this
1: dynasty or redraft forgive me
0: Uh, uh any flavor you like sir any flavor you okay. like, let me, let me, let me, let me <laughs> have it both ways. One way, whatever you, whatever you prefer. Well, I
1: mean, it, it, like I said, I, I'm just, I have very different strategies in my redraft and dynasty leagues. I'm mm-hmm. one of those people, my dynasty, and my redraft are very different. I trust myself in my dynasty league since I, especially since I've been in them for a while, like I have a very deep wide receiver course. And mm-hmm. so I, I'm, I'm much more, I, I like to have my safe assets in my dynasty leagues. I like to have my rock solid assets Ezekiel Mm. Elliott is someone who's going to crater in value at any point in a dynasty league. So in his value, no matter what kind of season he has after this year, his value will be nearly nothing. You know, so I I would definitely prefer McLaurin, although in, in a redraft league, I'm the opposite. That's where I take my risks. That's where I grab my running backs in redraft leagues. Cause I I like to, I like to let my format dictate, you know, my player exposure a bit, lots Mm. of wide receivers in dynasty leagues. In redraft leagues, I'm a little higher on Ezekiel Elliott than some people are. I I think you know, I know I know he's in. You know he's getting a little less efficient. The wear and tear is becoming a little bit more clear. But man, you know the guy still just finishes rock solid every year. I'm willing to take the, the chance in redraft leagues in one year formats that he has another big season. So I, I'm fine with him in there. So I have him significantly higher in redraft leagues. But I have McCorn significantly higher. In Dynasty.
0: So I would want McLaurin in both formats here. He's my wide receiver 15 on the year. Elliott's my running back 19, and I feel that's still very generous. That's based on the fact that they're just so beat up right now at receiver, right? Like, even CeeDee Lamb is coming in, hobbling into week one. Uh, you know, I'm I'm picking up Cavante Turbin. You know, people are picking up Simi Fajoko and, you know, everyone's drafting Jalen Tolbert, right? We're all taking our dart throws and dives at the running or or, excuse me, wide receiver position. So I have Elliott a little bit higher for the regular season, but I still think Terry is just going to be that guy for the commanders this year. Similar to how Michael Pittman had a huge share of the offense with the Colts last year. We saw Wentz being able to connect with his number one receiver with consistency, they were both fantasy viable. I feel like that's going to be the same case for Terry and Terry just offers a very safe floor week one to 16 in my opinion he's got a better quarterback than he's had in years past I feel like it could be a booming season for him I have Terry like I said at wide receiver 15 definitely someone I have high trust uh, to break into the wide receiver one territory Um, and also by the way these trades were all posted on Yahoo that's exactly where I got them so they're like real real life trades that have already occurred and already gone down Uh, this next one up is Adam Thielen for Damian Pierce I feel like we're both leaning towards Damian Pierce uh, but would you go with Thielen over Pearson, like uh, just strictly out of a a redraft format? Could you do that?
1: Yeah, I'm assuming these are redraft trades just by hearing. Them. But mm, mm-hmm. that uh, you know, it's it's really t- tough. Actually, I'm a little bit lower on Pierce. I I get the talent. I like the talent a lot. And but man, it's just it, this guy. It's tough for me to trust a rookie running back in the fourth round. I, I like I said, it's just maybe the same reason I'm a little bit more down on Elijah Mitchell. I just got to see it for a little while.
0: I not I'm gonna pierce go. in the fourth round, guys. If you're listening or watching yeah. at home, do not draft Damian Pierce this in the fourth round. This is this round. is a better that's that's getting ahead of yourself.
1: Th- yeah, like I said, I mean it might depend on team build for me. This is a more acceptable, uh, you know, this is a more acceptable player comparison for me. It's very close, though. Like a lot of people I feel like would say Pierce by a landslide. It's a little closer for me. I, I think Thielen could have a big year still. I love the Vikings offense. So if, if, if Thielen's on the field. A significant you know th- 14 plus games i think he has mm-hmm. a very high ceiling like i said it really depends on uh build for me here if you if you have if you've been going a zero running back approach like that's popular definitely go with pierce but you know if you have if you're comfortable with your running backs i'm fine with taking Thielen here too it's pick him for me
0: yeah i'm going pierce here i have him at running back 25 now given the situation uh they've cut marlon mac you only have rex burkhead behind you I, I know it's a it's a far cry comp, but last time that Lovey Smith had a rookie running back, it was Matt Forte and he had almost four hundred touches as a rookie. I don't think that he's gonna be afraid to give Pierce a respectable workload I could see him easily getting 225 touches this season I want that over Adam Thielen whatever Adam Thielen's gonna do I feel like he's gonna have to make his bread and butter in the red zone he's just not a big a dot guy right now you know go, you know being a screamer down the field obviously that's what Jefferson Jefferson's gonna do is open up the field be that deep threat so I like the the upside more so for Pierce, and I honestly believe he's going to have a safer floor. Again, I'm not expecting him to put up Matt Forte numbers, but I'm just saying like there's been that trust level before, and like you said, like you know the talent is there, the opportunity is clearly there for him as as well, uh, and more doors are opening now with the, uh, the cut of Marlon Mack. So Damian Pierce wins this side for sure for me. E- Redraft Dynasty uh, both ways. Uh, next one up here we have Patrick Mahomes and Chris Godwin for a nice package of Russell Wilson. Julio Jones and Antonio Gibson, which side are you going here?
1: Uh, remind me one more time. Who is Patrick Mahomes uh Chris Godwin. That's easily, that's easy for me. That's easily Patrick Mahomes and Chris Godwin. That's not even close. I, uh, yeah. I that's, that's easy. I, uh, Patrick Mahomes, I just, I, I, he has a higher ceiling than Russell Wilson. And I was actually prepared to not take the Patrick Mahomes. side. I just assumed I wouldn't just based on it Cause I figured somebody would be paying significant value up to get Patrick Mahomes. So I was ready to take mm-hmm. the other side, but yeah, right. no, I'm. Te- yeah, I just don't think Antonio Gibson is enough. You know, that's just not enough for me to. And Chris Godwin, I'm. I'm pretty high on. I think once he's back, I just you know it. The way that Brady plays, it just doesn't even take that. It like it doesn't even take that much from his wide receivers. He's so good. Like Chris Godwin almost just has to just. If he just is eighty percent of his former self, he'll be fine. Catch a lot of passes. So, I uh, I'm a big fan. So I I would definitely take Patrick Mahomes easy side.
0: Justin, to answer your question, golfers, but I don't is that, golf.
1: So. Is that Raiders hat too? Gross. Gross. Yeah. Dude, it's the uh. Raiders
0: stadium behind me.
1: Uh gross. Ugh.
0: It's a legion. <laughs> Listen, I don't have any other, I don't have any actual visors. I just thought it was funny because it was like, you know, it's Gruden hat. You know, Gruden wears the visor. It's, you know. <laughs> I that's, love that's
1: it. it. I, I, I I love this hat. I, it, it accentuates the hair, I think. I think it oh, yeah. look great.
0: I've been going back and forth between this and the uh, the Nike headband because I just like have no time to get a haircut. Just like, you it, know, it, like,
1: oh, it makes your hair look fantastic.
0: I guess so. I just, I don't know. Justin doesn't really agree. Who, who <laughs> does that nowadays? Who does that? All right. Yeah, I agree. Mahomes got to inside for me all day. Uh, Julio is just some fluff in this trade, just, you know, trying to, um, you know maybe supplement some of the Godwin value, I guess. But yeah, Russell Wilson, two or three tiers behind Mahomes. Gibson and Godwin, I actually have at similar ADP. I have Gibson at running back 27 and Godwin at wide receiver 27. But I've been moving Godwin up like incrementally. I feel like by Thursday I'm gonna have him up to like I don't know probably low probably low 20s. Um but yeah that side is the the absolute safest safest floors for both Godwin and Mahomes. Far more question marks with all three of those guys: Wilson, Julio, and Gibson. We we still don't know about Wilson and that uh, that Broncos offense. Devils in the details, you know, they could still uh, run the ball or at least score more with the, with the running backs. I think than people may may expect. I know everyone believes that Wilson's coming to to Denver to cook and to to pass a lot and to be the next Peyton Manning that comes into Denver like I get all that but I think what he really wants is to win a Super Bowl (laughs) and I think that's what they're going to be most concentrated on is winning games and not padding stats all right what do you think about this one Uh, T.J. Hawkinson and Josh Jacobs for Kyle Pitts
1: you know I am high on Josh Jacobs I I don't by the you know I Kenyon drake didn't do anything last year josh mm-hmm. jacobs has never been as significant like you know he's never caught a ton of passes anyway so i don't think that a necessity the offense should be pretty good offensive line is a mystery you know it mm-hmm. shouldn't it's probably not going to be very good but just based on the offense i think josh jacobs is pretty good however this is pretty easily kyle pitts for me still um in redraft i think it's it's pretty close just because i think it's tough to give i i don't like kind of doing that in redraft leagues i think you kind of need those top it's it's tough to heavily invest in a top tier player in redraft leagues just because you know you can get those spike you know you can kind of get you can kind of guess on spike weeks from some lower players but over time of course that that good player like you know Kyle Pitts is going to be uh worth a lot more so i imagine this is a redraft it's close for me in a redraft league because i am pretty high on uh Josh Jacobs but i mm. Go Kyle Pitts, like it's maybe by a uh, by a hair in a vacuum. Although, it, I would be careful though, just because those running, you know, I wouldn't want to go thin at running back in a redraft league. And when you start kind of, when you, it just puts you in a tough position. I think so. Like I said, I keep going back and forth in my mind, but I'll take Kyle Pitts.
0: I think that you can make up uh, Jacobs and Hawkinson's ADP values. So where they may have been drafted, I feel like you can still make up for that talent. I'm going, I'm slamming the pit side here. The volume is going to be there. I feel like we're going to get some progression in the touchdowns this year. I just going to be a focal point of the offense. And when you're building out like those creative type of plays for Marcus Mariota, my guess is that Kyle Pitts is going to be involved in a lot of those, especially the play action, maybe lining up in a little bit more like single back sets and not sp- spreading thing- things around as much as they did with Matt Ryan last year. But I have to believe he's going to be a focal target. You've even seen a little bit of injury news creep in for Drink London potentially. So if London were to miss a smidge of time and props up uh, Pitt's value even more, I'm not even blinking at this one. You know, you're getting a guy that's top three at his position versus someone, you know, maybe closer to eight through 10, you know, in Hawkinson. And Jacobs, you know, what do I have him at? Running back uh, 17, kind of like in that Zeke territory. I feel see, like you I have can him make higher up- than I do.
1: I know. Oh, no, I go. think that's right about where I have him. But like, see, I, I just, yeah, like you have him right about where I do. So,
0: yeah, I think that's right. And PPR, let's see. Jacobs is the consensus. He's down here, actually. Yeah, he's yeah. consensus 24. I have him at 17 and you have him at 19. Um, yeah. The rest of his ratings are 20, 26, 27. But I still feel like you can make that up. Like, you know, it, who do I have around there? Zeke, you could make up his just the same. Um, 18, Brees Hall. You can make up Brees Hall's early production right now with Michael Carter, potentially. We don't even know what we're getting out of him. Um, so I would do like the same with any of those guys. Like if it was Brees Hall and Hawkinson, I'd still do the trade. Uh, it's only in redraft. In Dynasty, I would, I would still probably want to ho- try to hold on to him. I'm trying to s- find another one here because all the rank- rankings are muddled um any the, geez yeah any of these guys james connor and hawkinson still do it uh jk dobbins acres eh, gibson that's
1: see that yeah that's too much like the Con- connor like in a redraft league i couldn't do that it's just but i feel like, like you, know, you can
0: make up for these guys
1: i mean Con- connor's adp is right next to kyle pitts
0: if you connor, look i bet well, maybe. yeah but i'm also i'm also lower on connor too so i have him at like what is it, running back 21
1: in, in, in redraft it's tough because Kyle Pitts has mm-hmm. so much potential, but it's just tough for me to buy into the, like, just like it's hard for me to send all that in a redraft league. Not, not knowing, um, sure. You know, in, in a redraft league, I do, I'm not a big trader in dynasty. I'm sending stuff everywhere in redraft. I'm not a big trader because right. it's, it's, it's tough. Like I said, it's tough to give up two starters that you, like you drafted Josh Jacobs and TJ Hoggins to be starters on your team. Mm-hmm. It's, to, you know, and probably your RB two and your starting tight end. So it's it's tough for me to give all that up. Although I probably would, it's still something I would hesitate. You know, it's a it's a mm-hmm. hesitation.
0: I know I, I could still argue there's a lot of situations where Jacobs is actually your first running back on the bench. Um, he's popularity has been growing a little bit with Drake leaving. There's just more opportunity, right? Like there's one less mouth to feed. But uh, yeah, again, I just I feel like you could make up for that. That's just like that the start of that gray area for running backs, and I feel like that's uh, throughout the year. That's going to be value that you can make up. Um, Next up, last trade we have here is Brees Hall and Romeo Dubes straight up for Allen Robinson and Rashad White. This one's really tough. Uh, I guess I'm going with Hall and Dubes here just because I'm playing the long-term value for Brees Hall. Uh, Is it worth the same amount of long-term value as Allen Robinson this season? That's tough. I don't know. That's, that's really tough for me. I I just feel like at some point the jets could be bad. And that makes me like bad to the point where they don't need to really give a lot of volume to Brees hall. And that's why I lean towards Robinson. But I also feel like the Rams, again, another team that wants to win a super bowl, they might sign will fuller. They might sign OBJ at one point in the season. This one's really tough for me. Which way are you going?
1: It's close. I, you know, it just depends on team bill. You know, if you need a running back, if you need a wide receiver, that's tough. Um, I was really high on Hall. You know, it's one of those things. I, th- I think it could just be like a mid, you know, like a Nick Chubb, like a Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. I think you could have a, like a second season breakout. I but I don't know if if his value is as low as it's going to get. I think it, if the Jets struggle, if Michael Carter has a significant role, mm-hmm. you could you know you could see Brees Hall far fall even farther down in value. So I, I'm going to go, I'm going to take Allen Robinson here. It's it's very, like I said, very different in the dynasty league, but in the redraft league, I'm going to go with Allen Robinson. I like the Rams offense a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm just afraid that Brees Hall, the way that where he's going at right now, I just think that if you, you know, where he's being drafted as a, is a good starter, I think he could disappoint the first half of the season. And it might, you might already be out of it. If you have him on your team, the first half.
0: So, so as far as the values go, I have White and Robinson higher. So I have White at RB fifty-three and Robinson at wide receiver sixteen. I have Brees Hall at running back eighteen and dubs at wide receiver sixty-four. So based on rankings, it would be Robinson and White. I just feel like like Brees Hall is like he's kind of got that just like that league winner feel to him. Like, yeah, he maybe not start off right, but I feel like he could be like a huge second half guy, and it's just really hard for me to get away from him. I've also been somebody that's invested a lot in them uh, this offseason, making moves for a 101s and whatnot, so really tough for me. I'll just play contrarian and go with Brees Hall and Dubes. I think that you know the Packers are going to need playmakers in that offense at some point. Probably going to see Watkins get hurt. Could see Cobb get hurt as well. Now who is it, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Dubes, Watson, and Lazard? Not really sure what to tell there. Um, could be some really good opportunity, though. Uh, Chris D in the chat saying, how did I do in my 12-man half PPR draft? make any moves we've got Jalen Hurts Jonathan Taylor Saquon really good start Sutton Marquise Brown Andrews mm, Michael Thomas bench Damian plus Ramondre yeah this is pretty good James Robinson Boyd Dotson's Pickens Watson I'm assuming that's Jamison Williams yeah I mean you really can't go wrong here only advice I'd say is uh
1: God, yeah, I put Jameson on
0: the uh, on the IR and go get yourself some waiver wire action early here.
1: Yeah, I just wish I I wish I drafted with these people. That's yeah. This I was going nice. to
0: say it's a great great start here. Man, Your receivers, uh, you've got Thomas, Marquise, and Sutton, and JT. And so,
1: how how did this happen? Like this is this is this is a little puzzling. I don't, I don't know how he put a, this team. He together. says
0: it's a twelve man. He says it's a yeah. 12, that's man the yeah,
1: That that's the part I just don't get. So like okay, yeah, like to, okay, to,
0: for. First JT,
1: yeah. First JT, second Saquon, third round Andrews, fourth round.
0: Su- Thomas. Su- 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 For, no, fourth round would round probably Marquise, be Sutton. Marquise. Marquise.
1: You think Marquise over Sutton?
0: Uh, I would yeah. think
1: fourth. I think fourth. Okay. Well, well, one of those two. Fourth, fifth, and sixth. He picked oh,
0: from man. one too. Gosh. So and some. So, yeah, it got it got weird then. Man, I, I mean.
1: And then Damian and Ramander, Cup man, it's or just, CMC go one-on-one. Just, he just got a, an incredible value pick at every single round, like the first nine or 10 rounds of the draft. This one's going to be a tough one to beat this. Yeah. This, I mean, it's hard to find any holes really like, yeah, that's a fantastic team. It's, it's
0: Jamison Williams. Put them on your IR and put, get a waiver wire player. Mike oh, Thomas great, in the seventh. Good stuff. That's good. Yeah.
1: That's, that's great. Yeah. See, Oh, good for you.
0: No, that's, that's, that's a solid squad. That's a, that's a 10. That's, that's, that's a, that's, that's a, a, yeah, 9. a, that's a 10. 5. Yeah. Yeah. Nine that's or 10. Stuff. Yeah. for sure. All right, we're going to jump into our week one sitter starts. We've got a handful here that we're going to go through, and then we are going to head out. We'll be back with more coverage this week. Uh, first up, Emerson, we've got Mike Williams versus the Raiders or Bateman at the Jets. Which way are you going here? Uh,
1: Mike Williams or, or uh, Bateman? Yeah. I'm going with Mike Williams here. This is pretty easy yep. here. Just uh, That's one of my highest. Uh, you know, I just think that's going to be a shootout. Love mm-hmm. Justin Herbert. I, you know, I think that there's a chance that the Baltimore just puts it on the jets and it's just Mm -hmm. not even, it's just not even a game. I could see just Lamar Jackson kind of them just taking it easy early, even just run some Mike Davis, even just add down the jets. It's not Mm going to require much. I don't think Lamar is going to have to sling the ball downfield a bunch. So I am going to go with Mike Williams by a landslide.
0: Oh, that game is going to be super high scoring. And I know that some people will get like, oh, it's a trap game. It's not going to be like, man, look at the secondary for the Raiders. Nate Dobbs, Rock Yassin. No, man. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are going to have days. They're going to have some big days. Uh, The total is 52 points for that game for the Chargers. I believe the other game, the Ravens and the Jets, yeah, eight points less. So a whole touchdown less, according to the books, is going to be available. I usually like to use the totals to kind of mix in with my takes for starter sits. Just going to have a better game script, um, more passing volume. You could see the Ravens park the bus when they get up big. So, yeah, definitely Mike Williams there. I have them both starting on, on the same team. So, I'm pretty excited about both of them. But uh, Mike Williams over Bateman for sure. Another Kirk Cousins question, Emerson. Jameis Winston at Atlanta or Kirk Cousins versus Green Bay? I am going to go Winston here. Still like the matchup up against Atlanta. Their defense in totality, I still is feel, I feel, is far weaker. Then Green Bay. I feel like Green Bay is uh, going to be a, you know, kind of a sleeper defense this year. I think they have potential to be a top five defense. So I just like, I'm just playing the matchup. I know that Cousins probably has better threat or better weapons at receiver, uh, but I think Jameis could still have a big game uh, in Atlanta.
1: You know, I just think the offense is a little bit more important than the defense as far as dictating, you know, what the defense is going to do. Like you saw, like sure. Buffalo Bills had the best defense in the AFC championship game last year. Didn't really matter at that point. I am gonna. Okay. I have Kirk. I think the Kirk Cousins is going to end up in a shoot shootout uh, this weekend. Mm-hmm. So I have him pretty significantly higher in my rankings uh, for week one mm-hmm. than Jameis Winston. So this is a pretty easy choice for me. I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot more passing in this offense this year. I think he's going to get the opportunity. So I like Kirk
0: Cousins. Yeah, when I go to the to the criteria, uh, one of the boxes that's harder for me to check here is the touchdowns because you still have a guy like Dalvin Cook that is far more efficient in the red zone than say a guy like Alvin Kamara. Honestly, I would I would be more likely to bet on a Mark Ingram rushing touchdown than I would an Alvin Kamara rushing touchdown in week 1 because Alvin Kamara once you get a little bit closer inside he just doesn't have that same type of build that you're looking for for a you know a power back up the middle for an easy score. Mark Ingram, you know, he's going to he's going to fill that role. He's going to be that guy. He will definitely have goal line touches and I feel like Dalvin Cook could still play spoiler here uh, in a p- potentially multi touchdown game up against the Packers defense that I feel like they will attack on the ground. Like I believe the total net game is 48 and I'm low key on the, on the under there. I feel like you still have uh, a Packers offense. that's really going to focus on the run. You could still have a slower gameplay here. I feel like game script is going to be in benefit for Winston over cousins in this one. Um, just a few more boxes. that I feel that he checks. All right. Running backs. We're looking at cam makers versus Buffalo or ETN at Washington. Um, I feel like the, the now is the time for ETN. Like, if there's a time to start them, hundred percent, it's the first couple of weeks. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I like ETN here. I just, I'd like, I'll have to see it with Cam Akers. He's, he has a really tough matchup too, so mm-hmm. it's, it's a tough, it's a tough defensive unit. He's coming off of an Achilles where he hasn't looked good. I, you know, ETN hasn't done anything, so I guess you know, I guess I'll, you know, it's, you could say that too. But I'm gonna go with ETN here. I mm-hmm. think it could be a close game. I think James Robinson's obviously not going to be super, super healthy those first couple weeks. So I'm going to take etN here just based on usage. I think even if the Jaguars fall behind, etN mm-hmm. is one of those running backs like Swift, who that doesn't matter. he He's going to be heavily involved in the game plan either way. So I have him a little bit higher,
0: yeah, absolutely. i'm I'm going etN this week. Like I said, I think the the secondary for the bills is going to be a little bit more exposed earlier in the season with Tradavius Whiteout. That defense up front, though, that's nothing to mess around with. Uh, They got Von Miller now. They already have uh, drafted last year Gregory Russo. They have Ad Oliver, um, Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano. Like, they're really good up front. They're going to be able to stop and plug the run. Just a little bit more worried about their secondary. So, yeah, I'm not prioritizing Akers in week one. Definitely give me ETN there. And uh, last up, this is probably who's going to be more touchdown dependent. I think we're both going the same direction here. Hunter Henry at Miami or David Njoku at Carolina. Who are you starting? Going to the depths of tight end already. God, that's
1: a tough one, man. I you know, man, yeah, it really does I think who yeah, who's gonna score the touchdown?
0: I'm going with Hunter Henry. I mean, he was the touchdown dependent guy last year. You know, I feel like the offense has moved the needle a little bit. I feel like they're going to be a better downfield passing team, and maybe we even see some some volume growth for him, right? I mean, he didn't have a ton of targets last year. He was just constantly cashing in and paid dirt and cashing in those uh, touchdowns. I feel like the vibe could be similar, but maybe with a better workload on, on targets.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with Njoku here. I okay. It's close. It's very close. I just, man... I just think well, that-
0: I I like this. I like the corners for Carolina. You know, like I said, like I don't expect a lot from their receivers. So I, I agree with you. It's it's definitely close. Um, I'm just going with who I think will score the touchdown more so, and I'm, that's that's Henry. But I think Njoku could clean up uh, a fair amount of targets.
1: Yeah, that's that's why I'm going to go with him. I just feel like the Browns just have, you know, just them paying him so and such an exorbitant amount of money. True. Just feel like that they have they're going to have to draw plays for him, right? I mean, my mm-hmm. goodness, it, it would be ridiculous if they didn't paying him all that cash. So, I think he's going to have a little bit more plays drawn for him than Hunter Henry. So, mm-hmm. I'm just you know I don't see either one's you know it's I don't think either one's going to project for a touchdown. I I don't think either one's going to score a touchdown. So, I'm going to go with the guy who's going to get I think get a little more higher targets. So, I'm going to go yeah. with David Njoku here
0: fair enough fair enough yeah splitting hairs they're, they're gonna be pretty close in week one um both are gonna be touchdown reliant most likely for who's gonna you know really boom and make your day all right that's all that we have for tonight do you have anything to share before we head out
1: super excited for the season ready to crank out some content for sgpn we'll have a, a pot where me and uh andrew rob will be releasing some podcasts on daily fantasy and best ball well we have our final best ball show tomorrow so super excited mm-hmm. about that and uh, look forward to seeing y'all soon
0: Yep, absolutely. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com and smash the fantasy tab. We've got everything that you need to win your draft and stay ahead of the competition this season. We'll be coming out with a weekly uh, guide so that you know how to follow every single week through the fantasy season. We'll have DFS. We'll have best ball. We've got it all for you guys. Uh, IDP, Dynasty, everything under the sun. So come check us out. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Smash the fantasy tab. All right, take care. Be well, be good. if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you guys.